This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey everyone, Felice Gerwitz here, and I want to share with you something that is dear to my heart, and that is saving you money. Can you use encouragement for your homeschool journey? Have you been searching for an online learning program designed to ground your family in a Christian worldview? Well, now you can at MediaAngelsMembership.com. Our affordable membership packages fit your budget and busy life. Now you can access customized membership packages for your homeschooling family from the extensive Media Angels Library of Books, classes, and Bible studies. You may select the ebook bundle, the creation bundle, the premium bundle, or the forever bundle. Each bundled set will save you vast amounts of money. Our packages begin at less than $10 and you can use it for the whole family. So go to MediaAngelsMembership.com for more information. That's MediaAngelsMembership.com. You'll be glad you did. Hey everyone, welcome to Vintage Homeschool Moms. Today I'm going to talk to you about notebooking for homeschooling. This is episode 289. You can find the show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com and be sure to share this podcast with a friend. If today has been helpful to you, think about a friend who would enjoy listening to this episode as well as subscribe and rank this uh, show on iTunes or Google Play or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can go to the bottom of the show after it plays and give me a star rating. And the show notes are available, so you don't need to write anything down. Just enjoy and listen. And I think you'll enjoy this podcast. Also, I've got a sample notebook page for you. You can find that on the show notes page, and I think you will enjoy that as well. Um, Notebooking is wonderful. It's a wonderful way to keep track of your homeschooling as well as have a wonderful keepsake for the coming years. And notebooking, I think, is different than journaling in that um, it is more than just feelings, because I feel like a lot of journaling can be about feelings, and notebooking uh, can have some illustrations, the kids can take pictures, you can find uh, clip art and, you know, print it out on color printer and glue it on the page, and you can um, do all kinds of things uh, with a journal. And so I'm going to share with you some of my insiders and vintage tips from a years of homeschooling. I want to thank Media Angels and the Media Angels membership website. Uh, now you've got a monthly payment option for a fraction of the cost of even one book. You can get all of my books in ebook format uh, that you could possibly need for your homeschooling. And my study guides go from K through 12. Uh, so you can get a lot of information in one book for all of your kids. And surprise, surprise, but notebooking works well with creation study guides. So you'll want to check that out. Uh, Notebooking is a way, I feel, 
that my kids can take ownership of their work. It's not a workbook page that the kid fills out and then proceeds to forget everything that they've learned. Um, Also, there's not a right or wrong answer. Yes, there's going to be a more right answer, okay? But um, it's not a fill-in-the-blank where it's somebody else's idea of what exactly needs to go into that blank. And so it's going to do, and you've heard me say this if you've been with me a while, it is going to get your kids to think. And that is important to me. Notebooking is a personal account of what the child has learned, and it's an easy way to see an often pleasing account, um, you know, when they have illustrated it. I remember one year I gave my kids, um, instead of giving them, you know, pages with lines that had little squares for pictures, I gave them lined paper and allowed them to use some... um, stick glue sparingly and so they could or they could write it separately and they they had an art book so I bought them beautiful thick pages of art paper and it was in a spiral bound book and I bought them different sizes so one was a nature um, art book that they could take outside and illustrate and use um, when we went outdoors or went on field trips that went into a backpack and another was um, a bigger one that they would use to illustrate our science and our history. So we started with our science because usually we did our science curriculum in the first half of the year. And then the second half of the year, we would delve into history. And the children absolutely loved it. And to this day, we still have some of them. I remember we studied biology and they have gorgeous pictures of diagrams of cells and things that they looked at under a microscope. And they really, really enjoyed that. And then they would have their science method sheets and they would just glue them into this art book. Um, A notebook has two parts. One is typically handwritten, and there's that visual component that I was talking about that was illustrated by the child. And now with technology, you can use a program like Microsoft Word or Mac Pages and create custom notebook pages that the kids can fit in digitally. But I really like the fact that, yes, you can still create that, you know, with a computer, but I like that the kids can fill it out, um, especially in the younger grades. And the value of notebooking is um, many, but I'm going to just share with you some of my top five uh, values. Number one, it keeps everything in one place. Um, A notebook can be a single subject account of the information that's covered, or you can have multi um, subjects in a notebook, uh, depending on which way you want to go with that. The second is that it's easy to store and it's accessible and it becomes a valuable keepsake. Well, it might be three things, you know, storing, accessible, and keepsake, but I'm keeping it under number two. Number three is it's great for accountability. So if you have an evaluation at the end of the year, the kids will be thrilled to show the evaluator their notebook. Um, It is something that my kids enjoyed Uh, doing and then they were very proud of it or if grandma came over or their older sister um, they really enjoyed taking that out the fourth is it's kid friendly it's not going to be something that's overwhelming like a giant workbook Um, it's not going to be something that is this huge project that they're undertaking it's their own book so it's like they're writing it and number five 
Um, it teaches responsibility and independent learning, and the child is responsible for their own information. So there are so many wonderful things about notebooking. There are also many ways that notebooking can be used. So the first is as a standalone without any kind of curriculum. So you could use notebooking um, just for something that the children want to learn. One year, um, two of my kids wanted to learn different things. Uh, One wanted to learn all about oceanography and the other wanted to learn all about space. We were going to cover both of these in our homeschool, but I allowed them to keep a different notebook on each of these topics so that they could add more things that they wanted to in each one of those. It can be used as a history book, so they can keep track of historical events, timelines, and maps. One of the things that I loved notebooking for was during election time so that the kids could keep track of the candidates and, you know, especially a few years ago when the... um, presidential pool was very large and they could keep track of that and write timelines and as people were whittled out until there were only two candidates that was really fun for the kids number three with a literary or reading book a notebooking can take place um can take the place of answering questions or um you know whatever goes with your maybe literature curriculum. So you could still use those questions as, um, I like to let the kids read the questions ahead of time as they're reading a passage, for example, and then they can use notebooking uh, to, to give a synopsis of what the book was about. One of my favorite things with um, any kind of literary work is to ask the children, which I love, how they would change the story. And again, encourages the kids to think. And also, you will be surprised at how your kids can come up with these amazing scenarios. My little granddaughter, Emma, who's only 12 now, um, as as of this recording, was giving me this idea of a book she wants to write, uh, just like her mommy wrote a book. And it is this intricate, intricate plot. So I told her, I said, you know, we're going to have to use some mind mapping software, which I happen to have. And uh, my husband actually used it for his construction company. And I said, you know, we're going to have to use that because it's so intricate. But as I was writing this um, teaching today, I thought, you know what? She could start with a notebook and really work on each of the characters and things like that. So I'm excited to share that with her. Um, Another is for unit studies. Notebooking is perfect for your unit study. Usually unit studies are anywhere from six to eight weeks. They can be longer. We've had unit studies that have lasted half a year. Um, or longer, and you can use notebooking to keep track of what the kids are learning. You can use it with your science books. You can um, use it with the language arts or writing prompts. Uh, you can use it as a way to track events. Notebooking is great for field trips. You could have a separate notebook just for that. And then it makes, you know, I know a lot of parents are like, well, can't we just let the kids have fun and go on a field trip? And I'm all fine with that to a degree. But what I found was if the kids have no accountability, and this is again, after 32 years of homeschooling, I started in 86 and ended in 2018. I found that if we were going on a field trip, no matter how benign, let's say the farm where we're going to go to a dairy farm and the kids are going to make butter. 
if there was not any kind of accountability when we came home and the kids weren't going to tell me about it or draw a picture about it or something, you would be surprised at how little they would get out of it as opposed to some sort of accountability where they know they're going to come home at some point, maybe not that day, but a couple of days later and write something about their experience. And it was amazing how much more they remembered. So um, that was just, I'm going to throw that out there. And then it also is great for, you know, um, tracking events such as uh, science fairs are coming up, which I I have that coming, uh, another, another point here, or, you know, some kind of a history project that they want a notebook about. Um, You can notebook with nature studies. That's another way to do it Um, if you want to do it different than a journal. uh, You can notebook it um, as a research book. So my kids had notebooks when they were doing their science fair project, and then later they had a notebook that they included with their science fair project. But I remember them having just a separate notebook on research because that was important to them to keep all of that information separate because they weren't going to use all of that information in their final science uh, fair project book. So that was important. And actually, when I, um, in the past, had judged some science fair projects, we were um, encouraged, if we had time, to look through the child's notebook because that showed a lot of things like calendars of when they started their project, some of their thought processes, and also some of their research. Again, you know, um, things that they kept and Sometimes we use those as tiebreakers because if their abstracts were really good and their science fair projects were good, it was difficult um, to make a determination just based on those items, which are normally used for science fair projects. And I do have a podcast on science fairs, um, which is a great time to be thinking of one at the beginning of uh, the school year. Uh, competition uh, tip, typically takes place in October or November, which nobody wants to think about because of the holidays. But um, that is for the upper level competitions. And typically in homeschool uh, circles, they do the homes, the science fairs in the latter part of the year, which doesn't allow the child to enter their project in upper level competitions. So my insider's uh, guide to successful science fair projects also dispels all of the myths about when is a good time to do a science fair and gives you some really good, accurate information that you can use. Well, I hope this has been beneficial to you with notebooking, and I um, absolutely loved it as part of my homeschooling and hope you will too. So you can find the show notes on notebooking with a sample notebook page that you can print out and you're welcome to use and make copies of on VintageHomeschoolMoms.com, episode 289. Look for notebooking for homeschooling. Take care, God bless, and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and TheVintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.